All right, we're live. All right, let's get it. This is going to be the last part of part five of Army Anonymous. So let's get to it. All right. So this submission says, um, they say, I know ARMY likes to pride itself on never forgetting slights against BTS, but sometimes people need to unclench and let things go. Like, why are people still mad at SZA for the one time she's the acronym BTS to mean behind the scenes? Her reply to a fan was never that serious or offensive. I just think that uh, this just ties in with people's weird need to protect BTS, especially from Western artists. And this is from the USA. I did see that thing with uh, SZA. Basically, for anyone who wasn't there, what had happened was um, she was talking about, I think it was like the beats, the, the behind the scenes of like something that she was doing, but like she used the acronym BTS. And people were like, oh, not the music video. And then I think she replied to a fan. I don't remember the exact word she used, but she was like, uh, just like something like, oh, why, like, like, why do I not, do I have to spell out the acronym now or something? Like, it was more of like a joking manner, but like some people took it the wrong way. And I really don't think people should have taken it that personally because it's like, you know, there was, you know, other things that were used with the BTS acronym before BTS debuted. So I don't know why people are suddenly acting like BTS is the only thing to exist under that acronym. Like, I get it. Like, you don't want anybody to, like, hate on them or something. But she was clearly, like, not hating on them. Um, although there were some trolls that were trying to get a negative reaction out of her as well. I did see those. And that was really annoying because it kind of, like shifted the blame as well towards us like oh you guys are being racist on your post i was like that is clearly not us because that account was literally made like the same month with like minimal followers and yeah it was just a mess all around that whole situation yeah this is a thing it's just one of those examples where it's like is this really the hill we're gonna die on like we have much bigger accounts that are a threat and people that have made much bigger slights against bts and it's not to say that you know small slights are you know should be ignored either but in this case is it really a slight at against bts at all like it just seems like um it was a funny joke about like how popular bts is if anything so yeah I, I kind of agree. Sometimes we just need to unclench, and I understand why we're so defensive, because I'm defensive too, but, like, sometimes we have to, you know, be careful before we react. Especially because, like, I say this all the time, but Western artists do not care how big or small your account is. They will quote-tweet you if they want to. They're not like BTS who, like, don't respond to anybody. Like, if you are in their mentions or you tag them or you sometimes even mention their name, I don't even know how artists are just looking for stuff under their name on Twitter. That's kind of weird. But anyway, like, a lot of Western artists do communicate, like, very directly with fans. And so if you say something stupid and they quote-tweet you, like, bro you're finished. So also keep that in mind. Stop trying to make the rest of us look bad because you want to be edgy because that's not cool and it only sets us up. So yeah, there's that. Um, the next submission, they say, as new fans coming after Dynamite, how can we educate uh, the new fans to respect Bangtan as artists? 
Uh, so many solo fan bases act like Manti's really loud in the past two years. The new fans uh, are following the sheep-like their uh, sheep-like behavior, and on my side, sometimes hurting veteran ar- army uh, who are bringing and promoting the boys until they reach new audiences because they deserve it. I mean, not only veteran army but also the boys themselves. Thank you for reading my concern, and this is from Indonesia. Yeah, so again, like there's a lot of like solo and Manti fan bases that have like a ridiculous amount of followers and those people are the ones doing the majority of the brainwashing. So it's best to always um, get to new armies like right as they're coming so we can point them in the right direction and give them advice and educate them in any way necessary. I think maybe like another thing. So I believe that a reason why it can be easy to rope newer armies into the solo mentality is because let's imagine you're just a local and you find one of bts's performances just on the chance maybe you saw them on snl or james corden what's whatever um or like mtv unplugged and So you're watching it and you don't know anything about them, but there's like one member that catches your eye. And so when you want to get into them, you're going to start with the member that caught your attention the most. And so you're going to be on Twitter wanting to find people that also know about that one member, which is of course going to attract the solo mantis and be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so member. You have good taste. Uh, just know that the other members are gonna bring him down. Whatever. Uh, that's not exactly how, how, like, it's, that's not the exact dialogue, but I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah, especially when, like, because obviously Jimin goes viral on local Twitter a lot, because obviously, why wouldn't he? He's amazing. Um, but, like, you know, people will be like, oh my gosh, like, who's that? You know, so stuff like that does attract solos and, like, they might uh, ask you to like follow them or something. And I think, um, you know, definitely under posts like that, ARMY should be ready on deck with accounts that they can follow. You can be like, oh, that's Jim the BTS. Here's some of the solos. And then also here's the rest of, you know, BTS's work. It'd be good to have a bit of both. So people can, you know, obviously be, you know, roped in with the member that they like, but also learn to appreciate the rest of the group. Um, Because if we don't catch them soon enough, then they're just going to go down a rabbit hole of solo and Manti fan bases, and that's not good. It's easier to prevent rather than to treat. So, yeah. The next submission, they say, The amount of childish behavior I see, including but not limited to, insisting ships are real, acting like Bantan aren't full-grown adults who can't take care of themselves, thinking that the fandom has to do something to protect Bantan from their company, asking members to speak English or any other language during lives, etc. And this is from Japan. Yeah, all of this stuff is tiring. <laughs> yep, for sure. Like, the debates we've had on Twitter, it's now a crime to call a member cute, I swear to God. Um, but then at the same time, so we can't call them cute because that's infantilizing. We can't call them sexy because that's objectifying. So you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we just observe and say nothing. Right? Am I just supposed to make like very neutral observations about their performance? And it's like, wow, they're dancing. 
that's just what I'm gonna have to say now. Like, <laughs> I can't comment anything about the dance. Dance can't be hot because that's objectifying them. Dance can't be cute. That's infantilizing them. It's like, I can't say anything about BTS now. I really hate this trend of people just learning new words and still using them incorrectly because now they just attack anybody and everybody on Stan Twitter for the wrong thing. And it's like, when will people learn? Insisting ships are real. Yeah, Taekook lives looking at you um but i mean it can go for any ship it's just kind of funny because like they're technically in some way all real because ot7 are family and all love each other so like i don't know what's with like two members are more real and then the other one is like a home wrecker like it makes no sense um yeah i think that has i well remember i had that theory that theory that um, obsessive shippers are ex-Larry stance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moved on to BTS. I still stand by that. I agree, honestly, because that type of obsessive shipping, it, I don't know. I, I don't know where maybe like shipping ever originated from. Well, this intense amount of shipping, but I definitely do think a lot of Larry's have latched onto specifically um Cook and Cook, because obviously those two are always the biggest ships with the loudest shippers so yeah that's my take on it and in terms of like asking um, members to speak English or other languages during lives like yeah it gets exhausting obviously like I know it can be frustrating to like have to sit through a live and that like they're only speaking Korean but at the same time it's like once the playback is posted there's going to be subtitles in like plenty of languages so just be patient like asking you know members to speak english especially the ones who aren't as fluent like don't try and put them on the spot that often it's different if it's like oh like can you say hello or something like that something simple but like asking them to just continue speaking in english like the whole time it's like bro what do you want them to do man yeah and i don't think we need to talk more about mantis so (laughs) i think we're good to move on so the next ask this one says are armies too defensive about their idols for example jungkook tattoo scandal lol from the usa um and see the the tattoo thing i don't know it was so funny because when we first spotted them people we're debating on if they're real or not and even when it was months later we were like dang that's a really long temporary tattoo like everyone refused to believe that the tattoos were real not i i was oh no i was like i mean it's been a few months they they don't last long like that (laughs) like the jimin one i could understand why people originally thought it was temporary because he got a temporary tattoo exactly like that one in 2014 and so people thought oh maybe you know because this was the time where they were doing callbacks to their previous albums they thought maybe it had something to do with the comeback and so they're like okay we'll wait for the comeback and maybe jimin's just gonna rip his shirt off and we're gonna see the significance of the nevermind tattoo and then it never happened he never ripped his shirt off and so like everyone's just like okay so when is it happening it just like never happened but then like after a couple of months everyone started catching on except there still was always a pocket of people who were like oh but it's temper you can see that it moved with like such stupid evidence and i'm like it was so stupid they're like look it's like two centimeters and uh uh 
a moved from the place it was last time. And I'm like, okay, first of all, if they wanted a, you don't get a temporary tattoo just to put it another one exactly identical to it in the same spot. Like, you would just get a permanent tattoo. So, I I also think maybe it has to do with people are misinformed about like idols and tattoos and stuff because yes a lot of uh broadcasting channels cover up tattoos and stuff because of the old school uh gang affiliation that that older generation has of tattoos still but lots of k-pop idols have tattoos like it's it's not that weird yeah, it's really, yeah. So many people try to make it more taboo than it actually was. And I'm like, nope, tattoos are pretty widely accepted. Um, obviously, you know, there's that whole broadcasting rule. But other than that, like, it was never a big deal that Jungkook got a tattoo um, in or Jimin either, because you could tell because they never had to announce it. They literally got their tattoos and they just never said anything about it. They don't acknowledge them. The members don't acknowledge them. They just all know that it's there, but they just don't say anything. And I'm like, yep, that's how it should be. People should be able yeah, to get I their really own love tattoos that. and mind their business. I'm so glad. I was like, I really don't want them to say anything. I want it to just be there and exist and and some people lost their minds over it and like i'm just glad that you know especially jungkook is feeling comfortable enough you know to have such like visible tattoos you know what i mean because we've seen when he was younger he said oh i want to you know do this and this i want to get tattoos i want these things but it kind of feels like he was holding himself back Mm -hmm. um because army he thought armies wouldn't like it uh which is why he had taken his gauges out because uh, some armies said that they didn't like his piercings they're on my and, like, hit list by the he, way they are they're on my hit list too and like now he's just doing whatever and he feel i can just tell he's really feeling confident and i love that for him yeah you can clearly see that he's like growing him to himself more and more these days you can see how much more experimental he is with his fashion and 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 his hair even and i love it so much because like you said like back when he was younger he used to like pay a lot of attention to like what the fans might like and what they enjoy um and would often get discouraged from doing things or uh repeating things if the fans didn't like it because i remember when he was younger in 2014 like he got like really self-conscious about his red hair because like the reaction to it was only like so so and so it's like i'm so glad that nowadays he's just doing whatever he wants regardless of what people think because obviously what he thinks is what matters the most and he shouldn't have to cater to fans because you know fans sometimes can feel very entitled and so it's like if you want to get tattoos bro you go ahead you get your tattoos Alright, the next ask says, When somebody brings up some parts of BTS's problematic past, some armies say, oh, they've apologized for all of that, when BTS has not. The apology I see that they bring the most is Namjoon's V-Live, where he reflected on his past mistakes. But I do know BTS's desire to learn about and respect other cultures, example, their concert in Saudi Arabia, changing the lyrics in fake love, dot dot dot. It's a small annoyance for me because it's clear those armies are regurgitating what they've seen others say from Mexico. Now, when it comes to this, um, I will say that, like, 
because what he was talking about in that V Life is rather broad and vague, it's very hard to tell what specifically he was talking about. That doesn't mean that he's not grown or he hasn't acknowledged what he's done in the past, because clearly he has, and you can see that in not just the music that they put out today, but obviously how BCS carry themselves as a group and as people. But at the same time, it's not like there was any specific, specific apology. So, yeah, definitely small annoyance, um, especially when armies, you know, kind of like bring that up during fan wars. I don't even know why armies continue to argue with people over that because um, it's mainly just trolls on the Internet. So it's like there's no need to even prove yourself to them anyway. But, yeah, I can see what this person is saying. Oh, oh dear. I accidentally scrolled all the way to the bottom of the document. <laughs> uh, can you read the next one? Yeah, so the next one, they say, it's obvious the more fans BTS gets, the more divided we are from each other. I'm talking about the issue we deal with every day from a long time ago. Fans that don't actually love and support all members hate members because of shipping or just achievements some members got. It concerns me that newer fans learn how to act from people like these and don't actually become genuine fans and supporters, just selfish people that fight and insult us, Real Army, and BTS. And this is from Portugal. Yeah, like the more, um, you know, I see more and more people point this out and it's because a lot of fans are not here for the bts experience they're here for the fandom experience they're here to be a part of something and like that's cool and all but you shouldn't be a part of something for the wrong reasons like don't do it for the sake of being here like you should always have all all bts members and their music first uh, you know, that's the reason why you should become a fan in the first place, and that's the reason why you stay, not because of, you know, shipping or because one member or, I don't know, like, one member's achievements. I don't know. Like, it's just a mess. <laughs> right. Um, obviously, like, we're here because, you know, we wanted to be connecting to armies and stuff, but at the same time, we wouldn't be connecting to armies if there is no BTS. BTS is always first priority for me. Um, that's what I joined Twitter for. Um, that's why, you know, we're here doing this podcast to talk about BTS. Um, armies, while it is amazing to be a part of this fandom and to be able to connect with all these people, I'm not really here for armies. I'm mainly here for BTS. Um, and so people who come here just for the fandom experience and like they put that above the music, that's so weird to me. And those are probably the people who unstand the quickest and become the most bitter ex stands because it's like i don't know i've noticed that for a lot of like fans you know when their reasons are they're unstanding because of the fandom i just i don't know i still find those takes really weird because for me yes sure the fandom has driven me crazy loads of times but like obviously my first priority is bts so i'm not unstanding unless they're not doing I, something it's for me. like we're still here right like if we have been through so many ups and downs you know people would argue we're sort of in a down right now uh you know so much has happened throughout the years and if none of that has made me leave yet i don't know what could possibly happen to make me leave now <laughs> right like of all the things that i've seen in my time being a fan of bcs like if i've been left now like nothing is making me leave bro like 
I uh, like I'm sorry I'm not gonna let little pixels um that disappear when I close my Twitter app change my perception on how much I like BTS it's just not gonna happen and right I know that some people's tolerance levels are different some people may have higher anxiety than others and that's totally fine if somebody's not making you happy on in this fandom you have every right to block them to mute them there are tools that you have on Twitter where you can literally filter the stuff that you don't want to see and on top of that like if it's really bugging you that like there's a lot of people in the fandom coming at you then you could just distance yourself from the fandom but like i'm standing because of a fandom nah bro that, that that's not me that's not my life and if that's your life um i'm sorry if there's any anxiety that's making you go through that but at the same time that's not a healthy way to live bro also, no one does this with other things. No one stops, you know, supporting their favorite football team because the fans are crazy. No one says, oh, I'm never going to watch another Star Wars film again because Star Wars fans are crazy. Like, it's only, uh, like, you would only see this with boy bands or, you know, bts k-pop stuff uh, i lost my train of thought you know what i'm saying yeah i agree but yeah we you know those fans they definitely um need to learn how to act from people who are genuine armies people who set an example because you know learning how to be selfish or rude or mean um that's not the way to go that's not the message we want to be conveying here Right. So the next submission, they say, recently, I feel like some armies have been forgetting where fans of BTS not friends with them. There's nothing wrong with being silly or lightly teasing them, but a lot of armies, especially on TikTok, take a lot of jokes too far. They end up being rude and passing judgment on them for things out of context that could impact others' perception of the boys, all for a quote-unquote joke. And this is for the USA. I've actually seen some like really like not funny jokes on t- from TikTok. Yeah, I wish people understood that. I think it's just part of it's a BTS thing, but also think part of it is like a cultural thing. Like, not to say that, you know, K-pop idols don't reply back to fans on social media and stuff. You'll, You'll definitely see that on Twitter or Instagram, but you, like, you're never gonna see idols like fire back at hate or unfunny jokes because then people might spin that into like oh they're being so rude blah 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 blah. why would they do that like you see for the most part um the way interaction tends to go is just an idol posts a picture and then fans comment there's not really much interaction besides that and because that interaction doesn't go beyond um you know the interaction doesn't go beyond that we don't receive feedback and we don't know what's too far what's you know not funny unless they were to say that but they're never gonna say that unless it's something like really too far because i know like tay has you know replied to things on weverse being like that's not funny um king but king king behavior but you know we also need to be mindful of what we post and be like if the members saw this like what would they think right i totally agree with this because i remember when um i was seeing so many it was so many specific like 
uh, specifically directed towards Jungkook, like these jokes from TikTok, especially ones that were trying to imply that like he was unclean and like that he was just like the dirtiest member of BTS. Oh and I'm my like, gosh, How did you I don't lie? understand. Like, like there is this, there is this obsession with making Jungkook out to be like a dirty frat boy, right? But if you like, I don't understand how you can stand BTS and not know that Jungkook is a total clean freak. He's super sensitive to smell. He loves collecting, you know, perfumes and soaps and different scents. He does the laundry. Like, this boy is very clean. Right. He's literally the same person who said that he wishes that soap could be a perfume scent. This is the same boy who is nicknamed uh, the Laundry Fairy by BTS. And you're talking to me about how he's some dirty frat boy, how his bed sheets are probably filthy, how his room probably smells disgusting. Bro, where have you been? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't like it because it's not that it's just inaccurate. It's also people are like projecting their own fantasies onto BTS when we clearly know their true personalities. And so I don't know where this projection is coming from, where this audacity is coming from, but it's got to stop. Exactly. So the next submission, they say the fandom is really beautiful with beautiful armies. I really love it when armies come forward to help one another and show uh, and show simple gestures of kindness. I've been encountered by so many kind armies, but some armies cross the line as fans and do things which may be hurtful or harmful to the boys. They aren't really armies, right? Basically the toxicity. I wish I could erase that completely and see a pure, complete, happy, healthy, and lovely relationship between Bangtan and armies. Also, the innocent side of armies is quite endearing and beautiful. And this is from India. Yeah, I mean, there are so many great interactions between BTS and armies or armies and other with other armies. And, you know, it's those moments where I'm like, wow, I love being a part of this. And it really does suck that, you know, some toxicity can really dampen you know how you view like it's one of those things where like ignorance is bliss you know if it'd be so much easier to just enjoy things if we didn't know about the toxic side yeah that's why you usually just gotta make an effort to clean your timeline guys because the more you keep seeing the toxicity the more it dampens your fandom experience and at the end of the day fandom experience is what contributes to your overall enjoyment of the boys and their music so you know, always be sure to uh, make sure your timelines are clear of any negativity. And also, if you see somebody being toxic, probably just call them out. Right. So the next submission, they say too many armies are just believing what they say without doing any research. And this is from the USA. Honestly, I agree because we were like talking about this obviously a lot in the solo section where people really just run with non non-facts and they spread it to all parts of twitter and it is so hard to correct that information once a rumor has already been spread far enough and people really 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 do need to be mindful of that and just do research like it is not hard to do research just ask just be like oh where did they say that what is it from blah 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 like i'm pretty sure you know, this fandom is so big, there's at least one person who knows the source, if there is a source. Right. 
And the next uh, submission basically says the same thing. They say uh, sheet mentality, and this is from Mexico. Like we were saying, like so much sheet mentality in the fandom, it's actually quite embarrassing. Even for stuff that like isn't necessarily a negative rumor, um, things that end up being positive. Like we said, we have an episode coming about this in the future. Um, don't just believe anything, even if it's positive. Like literally somebody could write anything on an iPhone notes app and screenshot it and post it to Twitter and suddenly like it happened. Like I could literally write in the notes app. No, in fact, remember that one thread about that person who swore they saw it junk got what was it like H and M or something? Oh yeah. As like that that, that that thread for all who haven't seen it, basically it was some thread that somebody made where like their friend or whatever went to H and M. And it was in the same city as a BTS concert. It was like the day or so after the BTS concert. And apparently they saw Jungkook in H&M, but, you know, they pretend they didn't see him so they could give him his privacy. But then apparently Jungkook walked up to them and tapped them on the shoulder because they were still wearing their concert band and was like, oh, thank you for coming to the performance or something. And I'm like, what kind of Wattpad fan fiction is this? That, that would never happen. That, first of all... BTS would not just walk up to you, okay? This is not a your name insert. Second of all, I really... I feel like when BTS are, you know, going to be out about in public, they know that, like, they could be recognized. So they're probably going to try and keep to themselves so i don't know how he would even notice that you're wearing a concert band right because like i remember even um i think it might have been like break the silence was either um bring the solar break the silence but like there's this one scene where um basically jimin had walked into an apple store and like he was trying to like not get noticed but he started getting noticed in the apple store so he just quickly like went up to the the store clerk and he was like yep what's your latest ipad he was like is this one he was like yeah let me just buy it right now like he was very like in and out he walked out pretty quickly so it's like you can clearly see like they're not taking the time to like focus on anything but what they're trying to do in that area so it's like clearly he's not looking at anybody's wrist to see who just went to their concert like what the heck it's ridiculous but yep keep once again keep a lookout for the episode that'll be coming out in a few weeks about uh, misinformation uh okay next ask says if you understand english and slash or other languages and see other armies misunderstanding something please try to kindly correct them if they still don't want to listen then well that's not a translation problem anymore is it Google Translate isn't anyone's best friend from Brazil. I feel bad for Brazilian armies because they're really... I've noticed, like, a lot of Brazilian armies are noticing the mistranslation problem that's happening. Um, And I feel bad for them. But also at the same time, hopefully this is a good thing. Like, because the first step to fixing a problem is recognizing that there is one in the first place. Right. So, yeah, like this person said, um, if you know English and or, you know, Korean and you also know like Spanish or Portuguese, uh, always be sure to correct any type of misinformation where you can, because a lot of problems in the fandom do happen because of mistranslations. Yeah. So the next ask, um, this is the last one of the internal fandom issue section. They say, 
Hi, I think it would be better if we encourage armies, especially baby armies, not to engage in not so worth it fandom wars. BTS and ARMY is super huge, uh, more than anyone in the past and present music industry. I hope we can act like it and not stoop down to other fandoms levels. Thank you. And this is from the Philippines. Yeah, like we were saying before, like anyone, like if you're fighting with XOLs in 2021, you are embarrassing, period. You're you're so embarrassing. Like, I, I do not know you. <laughs> like, guys, it's understandable um you know a lot of k-pop stands try to make it seem like we're misremembering things that happened in bts's treatment and they're like oh well if you know how bts was treated then shouldn't you blah 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 blah." and i'm like well actually bts were treated even worse so uh right now i'd say we're doing pretty good (laughs) yep we're doing fine we're doing fine uh nothing has happened compare comparable to the many organized campaigns against bts so like yes it's important to you know be defensive of the army name and bts don't let people try and rewrite history but also don't like be engaging with fandoms that you know just are not relevant i mean not to say i'm not being like they're irrelevant but it's we've there's ugh, i'm tired we've moved past it we've passed it we've moved we moved past it like there is no reason to argue with really anybody like no one is on our level it's just not worth the energy exactly and it's different if like i don't know you make an innocent tweet and like you just get jumped like obviously there's no predicting that so that's understandable but if like if you're intentionally going out of your way to try and antagonize people in other fandoms like bro you're stupid but yeah that was that question so now we're on to the next section which is shipping slash member dynamics so this first submission says why do people not like the jokes about Namjoon being a father figure to the maknae line? Is it similar to the mom jokes about Jin? The explanation given is that the age difference between them isn't that big, but I still don't understand why it's offensive. Although I don't personally see him as a father figure, I never got why some people are sensitive about it, especially since a lot of these complaints seem to come from shippers. It reminds me of shippers getting offended when someone says two BTS members they ship are like brothers, and this is from the USA. Yeah, I definitely think... Part of it is just people are traumatized by um, old Namjin like dynamics that people would be like, "Oh, Jin's the mom and Jun is the dad." But in reality, like these days, when people call Jun the father figure, it's really just because he's literally the leader and they look up to him and go to him for advice. I don't think age has anything to do with it anything to do with it like there's the joke about oh so-and-so is gonna like be the mom of the group and if you don't know who the mom of the group is then you're the mom of the group type of thing um like that's just kind of something that happens in group dynamics and while i understand why some people are sensitive about it it's also you know not the hill to die on right um and it's also kind of 
confusing. I can understand why it can be confusing for some as to why it can be offensive because like BTS also like perpetuate those tropes as well. Cause like the McNair line have like called him a father more than more often like than people think they have. Like I remember when they were reacting to life goes on, there was this particular shot of Namjoon that uh, Jim and paused on. He was like, you look like a dad here. And so it's like, it can be very confusing as to like, what is okay and what isn't. Cause like, you'll have the fandom saying that it's not appropriate, but then like BTS are joking about it. It's the same thing with like no gem jokes, how some, some no gem jokes are like jokes that BTS use. So people are like, okay, so is it cringy? Is it not cringy? Like what, what, what is it? Like, so there's a lot of miscommunication. BTS are never going to get Lachimo Lala. Like, they're never going to let it go. It's going to stay. Or Rock Bison. Or Rock. It's going to stay forever. And I'm just like, there has, like, was it that funny? Like, okay, it was that funny. I'm not going to, it's still one of my top run episodes to this day. Um, But I don't know. BTS's ability to entertain themselves, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Out of one joke as well. They still know. even do the Ayo Hitman Bang thing. And it's been like 11 years. Even Lee Hyun does it. I'm waiting. Even, they even taught TXT. They taught TXT it. And I'm, I'm, BTS are sick for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they are literally so sick. They like, they all came to unite as one to go and clown their CEO. I, I'm sick, but like it's stuff like that so i can understand why people see it confusing personally um i don't see it as something offensive because like you said it's really not about the age and more about like i guess the role he plays in the group and how that can you know come off to the other members but um yeah that's that's just that's just our thoughts about it so the next submission they say it is so embarrassing when shippers try to act like they're an oppressed group of people I enjoy BTS's ships because I think they're all soulmates and I love their interactions. But whenever people call out delusional shippers and fetishizers, and yes, it's usually directed at Tay cookers and G cookers because they have the most delusional shippers, there's always people that act more offended over their ship being quote unquote targeted than the problematic behavior. Shipping should never be that serious to the point where you get unironically offended over it. And this is from the USA. I yeah, agree. Yeah, you could be like, um so and so like i don't know i'm trying to think you could be like oh take cook are not dating and then someone be like oh so you hate them that's what you're saying and i'm like what where did you get that from i hate you not them <laughs> right like it's all this this misdirected anger and it's like especially when people get uh, offended over their shipping quote-unquote targets like oh it's always g cook and take cook you have a problem with i'm like no every time they're like Ugh. it's like if you were a namjin is saying that they were secretly dating and married and big hit is hiding their relationship i would have clowned you as well but because they're not as loud as you people you just happen to get picked over them so it's like I don't see why people always think that oh we're like targeting specific ships no we hate all of the delusional shippers but it just depends on who's louder on a particular day um and that person is gonna get clowned first <sighs> yep it'd be like that so the next ask says please don't take it as a rude one i don't know how to express this i'm new to this fandom thing i started to follow many ot7 accounts who clear many of my doubts and i'm grateful for that but this account bts publicity I saw many of them requesting separately to post about Park Jimin achievements because they are not doing it properly. 
and this account has many followers. I don't know why it is happening. And also recently I saw a thread by an account on how Taycook Lives account, oh god, is manipulating their followers, which is leading to Jimin hate. Any multis or Jimin hate comments I saw till now are following this Taycook Lives definitely. And also the person who posted that thread had expressed their damaged mental health because of that account. And many following them also replied to that in the same way. So I'm concerned on why no action is taken on them. I apologize for my language. Hope you read it. Um, I tried my best not to offend anyone. Sorry if you are not liking my concern and think it's irrelevant. From India. First of all, fellow army, no ask is irrelevant, so do not worry. Uh, no need to apologize. And also, we've been trying to get rid of Taycook Lives, Taycook Lives, whatever, whatever their account is, for a while. So you know what? We are also on the same page as you. <laughs> Honestly, like... I need them out. I do not want to see them anymore. I need their account deactivated. I need their Twitter suspended. Bro, the amount of people who have grown to hate Jimin because of that account is ridiculous. And people really do not like see the damage that like big shipping accounts like them are doing. But the, the evidence is right there. A lot of people who said that they used to fall for what they talk about, used to talk about how they, you know, started to hate Jimin because they saw him as like some type of, uh, like you said before, it was, um, uh, what was the word? Oh yeah, homewrecker. Yeah, because that's what Take Cook Lives loves to portray Jimin as. He loves to, she loves to portray Jimin as some sort of homewrecker who's trying to sabotage Take Cook's relationship or whatever. And I'm like, it's stuff like this that really messes with how you see the boys. And that's why I really dislike, like, because like regular shipping, like innocent shipping is no problem. But when you properly believe it, when there's no proof, that's when it becomes a problem. I honestly separated myself um, from YouTube, like armies in about around maybe 2016 or so, just because I felt like I was not. Like, I wanted to witness BTS in their purest form, and I feel like it's just so much easier to do that um, with their DVD content and the content that's officially provided. So, like, I will watch, you know, things on the BTS channel, like their Bangtan Bombs and, you know, their BTS episodes, of course, but... I don't really follow ARMY YouTube accounts or, like, ARMY analysis type uh, like, ship dynamic type videos, because they can alter your perspective, and I, I, I hate that people don't want to take responsibility for it either, because Take Cook Lives, they were, um, they, they, I think they made a statement on YouTube, they were like, uh, if you believe what I say in my videos, it's your fault, and I'm like, mm, really? Mm, is it? Is it? Because you tried to make it sound very real. Right. So it's like you can't just say that and avoid responsibility because people are saying that it's because of your account that they started to hate Jimin. So you have to hold yourself accountable for the type of content you're releasing and what that's doing to your viewers. So honestly, I hate them. They need to go. I think we're all on the same page. But the question is, when are they going to go? So yeah, that was that submission. So the next one, which is the last of the shipping slash member dynamics one, 
They say, um, please, it is long, but I, uh, I request you to take your time. I hope you see this. I was the one who talked about the Takeuk lives and the thread I read for, was from Takeuk lies underscore toxic pinned tweet. Oh, it's the same person from last time. Okay. So I just want to clarify that I'm not going after this one thing, but all the toxicity these shippers are producing. And also my experiences with baby army. I started it from YouTube. Like many guests, I wasn't having a social media account at the time and feel YouTube armies have many wrong ideas about these seven men. One is not always grumpy. One is not always for his looks. They make jokes on it like they know him well. When when we search a member's name on YouTube, we see many cross-line shipping videos. This affected, this affected my mental health. Or funny videos. It looks like they just aren't for what I entered army Twitter. I got to know more about uh, their work. People here make amazing threads about lyrics, explain about uh, performances, and the moments they shared with armies and BTS. And it's really heartwarming. Also about voting, but YouTube is just wasting our time as a baby army, mostly for teens. At last, I want to say we should make YouTube a better place for baby armies and others to make more videos a bit respectful and to avoid toxic shipping. Okay, yeah, I definitely agree with all this. Because um, when I was a baby army, yeah, sure, there was like, because um, what, I came around like, what, 2016. So I was mainly kind of just more looking through their music. So I didn't really see what the majority of YouTube army has to offer. But now that I have looked at it, a lot of it is mainly just like compilation videos, which can end up getting pretty dead at sometimes. It's very rare that I come across like channels that are genuinely insightful and provide a lot of, you know, um, clarity on BTS's story or just analysis on their artistry. So obviously like things like Rise of Bangtan, they are a, a gem, honestly. Uh, accounts like X Celeste, obviously, they're ones who keep track of BTS's storyline and, you know, they make videos on other things as well. They've made a couple of introduction videos too. So I feel like those accounts, even though they're so big, they're like probably some of the only ones and probably some of the most reliable ones. We need more like them um, because I really feel like for a lot of baby army, especially if you want to be watching BTS's content on YouTube, it would be good if the army side of YouTube also had um, equally as uh, good content to go through. Agreed. So um, keep a lookout for Daisy's YouTube channel. That'll come out whenever. I don't know. <laughs> whenever I finish making edits on the script I have, because um, for my first video, um, obviously, you know, since I'm kind of new to this, I wanted a second opinion. So I actually did send it over to Elliot. If you don't know who Elliot is, he's also a YouTuber army. In fact, Actually, his YouTube channel is also another gem. It's called Baby Gang, as in like BBY and then Gang, G-A-N-G. You should look him up. He has like incredibly insightful video essays, extremely well-researched. Like you need to check his YouTube out. Um, but yeah, I sent it to him to look at because obviously he has more experience with YouTube than me, but I will be doing something like that very soon. But whenever he gets back to me with um, his feedback, then that's probably around the time where I would start working to make the video but yeah all right guys we're on to our last section of army anonymous this weekend and this topic is racism so the first submission says i really dislike it when people outside of this fandom make this blanket assumption that armies only care about racism when it pertains to bts obviously there are a lot of mostly white fans who are performative as hell and probably shouldn't stand poc artists but a majority of the fandom including me and most people i know are poc and experience racism ourselves 
Many of us address racism in other contexts on an individual level, but racism towards BTS will obviously get more traction and trend higher because the entire fandom is coming together to address it at the same time. I feel like blanket statements about armies not speaking up are incredibly guilt-trippy and erase so many of our identities. Instead, it would be more productive to call out specific behaviors done by non-Asian slash non-POC armies, which, guess what, a lot of us are already doing within the fandom. Outsiders really need to stop assuming the demographics of our fandom and that we're unaware of the issues within it. And this is from the USA. Honestly, period. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's really so annoying that people have this one singular image of what they think can consists of the fandom when it's so much farther than the truth like i don't know it's just getting exhausting because we run into these assumptions over and over again being like oh you only care because oh you only cared about black lives matter because bts donated one million and it's like but lots of us were already donating prior to that doing things prior to that it just so happens we wanted to contribute even more because of their contribution like it's it's getting annoying it's incredibly tone deaf and it dismisses so many of our experiences as people of color like i just really don't like the perception of the fandom and it goes back to like the stuff we were talking about earlier except with misogyny but like there's a lot of intersectionality here so like the whole blue-haired white girls like um you know everyone for some reason assumes that like our entire demographic is like full of white girls because that's the demographic that people assume that bts are catering to when that's not the case obviously while there are white people in the fandom who may have blue hair by the way i'm so sorry if that's you if you are white and have blue hair i'm sorry that you've become like the face of ridicule for our army fandom r.i.p but like all there's so many different demographics within our fandom of races gender sexual orientation age like it really bothers me to see you know so many people just believe that there could possibly be nobody in this fandom who cares about racism um, or could possibly be POC when in reality the only reason why we do care so much is because we see it happen to us all the time and obviously we want to stand up for other people who it's happening to as well. I think it's also um, has to do with the dehumanize- dehumanization sorry, of um, K-pop idols, I think. I feel like a lot mm. of people assume that if you're into K-pop then you just fetishize Asians and so if you stand up for bts you don't care about them as human beings you just see them as these hot asians that you know you're crazy over and that assumption is like racist in itself honestly exactly because like i like people will really think that like if you call an asian person hot it's because like you're fetishizing them there's no way you could possibly find them objectively attractive otherwise and i don't think people realize how problematic that is like there are so many ways that there are you know there could be attractive asian people and the fact that people think you can only call them attractive if if you're fetishizing them like you should examine your beliefs and why you think that like that's that's weird bro yeah and it's just are i mean are there people that fetishize 
Asian men, yes, mm-hmm. of course, plenty of non-white um, ethnicities are fetishized all the time. But I think making the assumption that if you like something foreign, then it has to be a fetish. Like, that's so... That's... Uh, I We can't state it eloquent enough, but like, like Izzy said, that's just racist in itself. That, like, these people can't possibly have any value otherwise. Exactly. So, the next submission says, it's crazy how the combination of racism and xenophobia towards Asian slash non-English speakers, misogyny towards a predominantly female fan base, and toxic masculinity slash homophobia towards men who don't look traditionally masculine has convinced people that BTS doesn't make worthwhile art and therefore they don't deserve any of their success. I think all of these things explain why people get so angry when they see how hard armies both promote and defend BTS and why they're so eager for BTS to fail. As you can see, uh, as you can probably tell, I've been trying to figure out exactly why people despise BTS so much, and this is what I could come up with. It's just upsetting that there are so many strikes against them. And this is from the USA. Yeah, BTS like have like everything, like like all the odds are against them basically so they're not only a boy band they're an asian boy band and on top of that they have a predominantly female fan base and they make music that is not in english it's like you know at this point there are just so many ways in which people can ridicule them from like all sides so i really just like i feel for bts all the time yeah i mean we've stated it a few times in many different ways oh what contributes to the unnecessary and just really baseless hate toward bts and us of course as fans of them and honestly combination of racism xenophobia misogyny like all of those are 100 percent valid explanations yeah because like i mean look at all that intersectionality bro like that's insane like this person was right they really do have intersectionality is such a hard concept like it's such a hard concept for some people and i never understood why like it's so it's so frustrating honestly and on and like racism and xenophobia is really just like top of the list because it just doesn't make sense why people especially people in the k-pop industry like why are you mad against asians winning of all people it's it's getting ridiculous honestly all right next submission they say as a korean american when i see how viciously people say that bts isn't k-pop i sometimes wonder if it is unconscious hate directed towards korea slash asians uh that in their mind bts are the only good asians and that's from the usa i think that's a very valid concern to have honestly I think it is. Um, I think, you know, some people, especially if they're maybe new to BTS and therefore are new to the K-pop industry, I think a lot of times they can fall victim to the mentality that, you know, locals typically have about K-pop. Oh, it's all manufactured and, you know, no one writes their lyrics and they're, you know, very robotic and only BTS are, like, free to, you know, do whatever they want, which is not true. Like, plenty of artists write their own music. There's plenty of K-pop groups that have artistic direction in their concepts, but 
at the same time, um, yeah, there are some people that, you know, accidentally perpetuate uh, racist stereotypes. But at the same time, I think there's also a large fraction of people that when they say BTS isn't K-pop, it's not to say that, um, you know, they're not from that industry, but it's that, you know, the achievements BTS make are just so astronomically, like, so astronomically ahead of everyone else that their achievements can only be attributed to themselves. When we say, you know, BTS is not the K-pop industry, we mean the K-pop industry is not the one that's, like, breaking all these records and is creating all of this, you know, mass engagement organization all this mass hype it's bts that's driving that who happened to be a k-pop group yeah because we've we've um because we've touched upon this in episode 10 you know talking about whether bts is or is not k-pop and i've said before in that episode like this is like such an incredibly nuanced topic you can't just say that they are or they aren't k-pop i would say that for me the way i see it bts is a k-pop group um because obviously they work within the k-pop industry however when it comes to the music they make, I do not consider that K-pop, not because I don't think that K-pop, like anyone who uh, is a K-pop group is not a valid musician, but simply because I think the term K-pop itself is just so broad and vague that using the classified music does not make sense to me because I treat K-pop more as the industry itself rather than a music genre. And so like when people try and classify it as K-pop, it it just doesn't make sense to me because people say that like, because even like, you know, the whole meaning behind K-pop doesn't make sense either because they say K-pop stands for uh, Korean popular music, but K-pop is neither is popular neither domestically or internationally. So, like, it just doesn't make sense. It's never been the most popular music. Yeah, K-pop is typically referring to just idol music. Um, and, you know, I think that there's... While there's nothing wrong with producing idol music, I feel that idol music is just so diverse and there's so many times where i will see locals react to like maybe someone posting like a k-pop song or something and someone goes um how is this k-pop and it's really just like an r&b type track and it's like well yeah i mean it's because k-pop just like incorporates so many genres and you know i feel like the k-pop industry is also um for they're more free in like experimenting with different sounds i i can't remember who it was but there was this western producer i think it was um dj swivel possibly Mm. i can't remember but one of um these these this western producer that had produced for k-pop groups said like a huge difference between the working in the western industry and the korean music industry is that k-pop companies are more open-minded and you're kind of 
free to like experiment a little bit so like that's why we get like so many vast sounds within the k-pop industry because it's kind of because you know you're not limited by i guess trends like k-pop does have trends but those trends aren't mimicking i guess what's happening currently in the western music industry like i don't think they're trying to mimic obviously k-pop you know always takes inspiration from the western industry but what is popular at the moment in among the idol industry is usually not what's you know popular at the moment over here in the u.s i mean the very concept of a k-pop group like I mean, that's already emulating something from, like, a completely different era. So, like, you know, K-pop, while they do take so much inspiration from the West, and in fact, I don't even think K-pop would be able to exist without those inspirations, what they incorporate within their music and within their concepts, I just feel just isn't what's going on right now in the Western music industry today. But yeah, we're down to our last submission for Army Anonymous. So this person says, um, they say, I worry about fanfic depiction sometimes, especially when it's member time, uh, member slash reader. I usually steer clear of self inserts, but I tried one and the description of one of the BTS members was so nauseatingly racist that I was traumatized by it as in like, it'll be a few years before I try reading another one. When I tried to bring it up, they basically, uh, assumed i was weirded out by the self-insert being white but no i'm used to reading white perspectives it was absolutely 100 percent the fact that the self-insert was clearly racist against and yet still bumping uglies with a member that was bothering me and <laughs> this is from the usa uh, i'm so sorry you found your name fixed they're truly they're truly the worst genre of fan fiction not even just for you know bts for literally any fandom sometimes i'll like search an anime character on google to find images and like one of the suggested things it will be like anime characters names x uh reader and i'm just like y'all are doing self inserts for anime characters too it's it's getting out of hand like they're never written well never i'm sorry Mm. Oh my god, like, y'all gonna flame me for this, but like, when I was like 13 or 14, I won't lie, I read self-inserts of Steven Stone from Pokemon, um, <laughs> nobody roasted me for this, I was young, and I did not know better, but god. I used to have the biggest crush on Steven Stone when I was a kid, oh my gosh, me and my 13-year-old self would be looking at him while I was playing Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and I was like, wow, Wait, let me look at which one is Steven again. Steven Stone, he's the the Hoenn champion. That guy with the silverish hair, the silver bluish hair. He's the one with the metagross. Oh, yes. I know this man. Yes. Isn't he cute? I would even still say he's cute now. I don't have a crush on him. I mean, if I were like 13, I'd be like, that is a very cute man. Right. So I was I was crushing over him. So I was reading those self inserts, but those were all the self inserts I read. I tried to read at some point, like when I was a bit younger, like those self inserts for because 
you know, I'm an anime fan for all who don't know. And one of my favorite animes at that time was Crocodile Basket, which is this basketball anime. And one of my favorite, well, actually, no, my favorite character on that show to date is this guy named Akashi Seijiro. Um, If you don't know him, look him up. He's this dude who has red hair and he breaks ankles at will. But anyway, um, <laughs> I love him. Love him so like i used to crush on him so much now i just find him cute but like back then i was like oof he's attractive i tried reading self answers for him though but it didn't work because it was like all of it was written in white perspectives and i was like i am a negro so that's not gonna work that's really that that's fu- even funnier when you consider the fact that they're asian characters so you would why think, is it yeah why yeah, is it being written in why? <laughs> oh dear well i wonder what the self i'm really curious what a self insert with him would be like because he's like kind of like i mean he's a little bit insane um like i can't imagine what dating him would be like i feel like he'd be on edge all the time or else he'll stab you in the face with scissors you know what i mean <laughs> what was akashi that dude he had issues and um honestly while the scissors incident was really not ideal like that is a horrible way to you know give your first impressions uh the dude was struggling man that dude um he, he just needed therapy I'm, we're, I'm we're gonna do to a powerpoint him. night and it's gonna be defend your toxic anime boy and daisy is gonna do her slides on this man and i'm not hating because i love all the generation of miracles they're all great characters but I mean, I mean, it's tragic and sad, but like he, he, he's a bit crazy. I, 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 he needs therapy desperately. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go watch Kuroko in a basket. It's super unrealistic, but like, it's super unrealistic. Like if you're expecting it to be like high Q where like, I feel like the, comedy and like the character building is very similar to haiku but the actual gameplay is very unrealistic (laughs) like you will see what i mean if like you even look through you can even just watch like the first one or two episodes and you'll be able to see yeah this is not realistic um honestly what you were just talking about like defend your favorite toxic anime character we honestly need to do that for a surprise episode now because um i'm gonna oh my god i think I oh I know who I'm gonna do mine on. I'm gonna do mine on Ayato from Tokyo Ghoul. It's Ooh. all set. <laughs> Period. It's all set because the anime did my boy dirty, and I will never forgive it. <laughs> exactly. But like anyway, these self inserts. Yeah, like I was saying, I could never get into them. I could never immerse because, like I said, it's from a white perspective. So I was talking about like oh he ran his hands through your hair, and I'm just looking at my four C hair, and I'm like, how is that gonna work? i i I also can't like picture it as me like i read yn and then like i assume like the person's name is just yn (laughs) yeah like like, there's no there's no me in it it's just like some faceless person named yn exactly like i cannot insert myself into it i don't know i it was really hard to avoid when i was on tumblr because like tumblr is filled with them like if you search oh, like, bts fanfics on tumblr like 75 percent of them when you're going through through the tag is going to be uh your name fix right and you know i've seen quite a few when i was looking for fix for bts on ao3 and um uh, i usually don't click those ao3 
your name fix on my AO3. What a, no, Delilah, that's not I'm, what that's not, for. I'm not joking. You like, I will show you like how many I would scroll past. Like, it's literally like a BTS times reader, Jungkook times reader, and like sometimes the prompts. Oh man, if I screenshot some of them and send it to you, you'll laugh. Actually, it's so funny. Oh my gosh, maybe we'll we'll have to do like a future episode on fan fiction. Just yes, please. On, on just on fan fiction. Yes, that would be so so much fun. Tell me, would you guys be interested in that? I feel like it'd be a really fun episode. <laughs> it would be honestly when it comes to fan fiction. I love talking about fan fiction. I'm a fan fiction fanatic. Honestly, this like... is yeah, this is a safe zone for fan fiction in case you guys have not realized it um but also we we it needs to be good okay not some yeah. white inserted your name fix right i'm wondering what on earth they got traumatized by that was like so I'm, bad i'm so sorry um to whoever had to read that um i, I but i'm kind of curious i want them to like dm us on twitter with the link if they managed to find it because i'm so curious um so like if you remember the link send it to me i i i i don't want you to be traumatized alone <laughs> yeah we want to at least read it as well so we can clown it together yes um we love critiquing and being objective on this podcast <laughs> exactly but um yeah i think that's pretty much it so if you got to the end thank you for you know tuning into this episode of army anonymous we always love to hear you guys' perspectives and opinions on what's going on in the fandom and we'll continue doing these episodes till the day we die basically <laughs> oh dear well hope which hopefully is not anytime soon of course um but yeah until next time uh, which will be, what? What's the next episode? Uh, it would be um, three weeks before the release of episode eighteen, which will, and then that's the day we'll open the form again. All right, so you guys keep a good lookout for that, and we will see you then. Bye. Talk with Army is written and edited by Daisy and Delilah, who you can find on Twitter at Nijaz 329 That is at N-A-I-J-A-0329 and Adorable Trap at A-D-O-R-A-B-1-E-T-R-A-P. You can also follow our official podcast Twitter at Studio underscore 090713. That's at S-T-U-D-I-O underscore 090713. The thumbnail art was commissioned by Rafa, who can be found on Twitter at RKDraws, that's A-R-E-K-A-Y underscore D-R-A-W-S. Stay tuned for a preview of the next episode. Another point, you know, that we want to talk about in terms of like BTS against all odds, like BTS are at this moment in time are the only boy group that debuted in 2013 that are still active. There have been hundreds of groups that they debut every year. And out of all the boy groups in 2013, BTS is the only one still active. Like, and when we say, like, still, I mean, because, like, some groups debut and, like, they're still doing things. They're just not popular. Like, we're not saying that BTS is the only popular group that debuted in 2013. We mean, like, they're literally 
the only one that is either A, not disbanded, or B, on, like, an infinite hi hiatus-type void. 